Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Market's still volatile. We've seen this firsthand. Up days and down days. Uh, crazy volatility in the sessions leading up to the taping of this podcast. So we're going to talk about that market chaos... And, you know, a lot of stocks have been beaten down in a very, very big way. At some point, it makes sense to nibble. They're going to probably still be here 5, 10, 20 years out. And their stock prices, when things start turning around, are going to probably be a lot higher as well. Uh, How about uh, crypto? We'll talk about that today as well. And then we're going to want to talk about the cannabis and marijuana space. And we're going to cover that all today. I'm Andy Gersher, and this is Game. All right, as mentioned, a lot to talk about today. Stock market chaos, um, a ton of stocks, high growth names that have been beaten down, crypto, and then, of course, we're going to talk marijuana. And that's why I'm going to bring on Michael Palumbo, founder of MJP Capital and author of the book Calculated Risk here in Chicago. Well, Mike, always great to have you on the GAINS podcast. How you doing? Thank you, Andy, and, and it's great to be here. I'm doing fine, um, much better than the markets are doing right now. Uh, but since I live this uh, day-to-day, it, it definitely is a little uh, little uh, rough on the, on the stomach. But, uh, yeah, overall, I, I can't complain, bud. Well, and, you know, we're going to talk – marijuana stocks and and, and and some high flyers and some other areas uh, here in a minute. But I just wanted, you know, as I mentioned in the lead author of the book, Calculated Risk, a lot of risk um, going on right now and people feeling like stocks might be a little risky. Uh, I just wanted to get your take on the overall market. Uh, we've, we've uh, you know, watched a lot of selling since the beginning of the year. And I wanted to just start there, Mike. Where are you seeing things market-wise and how you're playing it and how you're navigating? Well, we're pretty pretty flat here. We're, we're long. We're leaning long. But the reason is is we think at S&P 4,000 it makes, se- makes sense to start start getting a little bit more aggressive on the long side. It doesn't mean there's not more downside. And obviously we're, we're sitting here below 4,000 right now at 3,940-ish. So, you know, I just feel on a valuation basis, you know, forward PE uh, is down to about 18 to 18 and a half, depending on, on what you think uh, uh, 23 earnings look like or even 22 earnings. Um, but so, so I do think that, that this is not a bad place to 
start getting long, and, and we have. Uh, I, I do. I do think, though, that there is a. You know, if we if we tip into a recession, uh, which the, the numbers are not saying that yet, but they're definitely hinting at it. Um, you know, then you know we we, we think there's another 10 to 15 percent downside in the S and P. But that's if we really do. And my feeling is, is it's it's less likely than than 50 50 that we're that we will hit a recessionary type situation, and that the consumer is weak, but not recessionary quality week. So I, I think that this is a good time to start looking at some quality stocks and start loading up again. Uh, you know, it's funny you talk about risk, uh, but I'm a firm believer the risk is when the, when the stock market is at its highest. That's when, that's when, when there's risk. When, when, when you've got PEs, four PEs at 25 to 30 in the S&P, that's when the market is at, it, it, is at its riskiest. And the funny thing is that's when the VIX is trading 17 or 18, uh, saying there isn't as much risk. So in reality, price, when price goes up, it actually risk goes up because then all of a sudden valuations become a little bit more stretched. So we, we saw what happened. The, the risk was there beginning of the year, and now, now we're down lower, and, and, and you know, people are acting like now is the time when it's risky, and in, in reality, the riskiest time was six months ago. Um, so now, now is when it, the time to start to start buying stocks and being selective about it. But but I think it's a it's a good time to start dipping your dipping your toes in. Anybody who listens to the podcast here or knows me knows that I've been uh, short in this market along the way, especially earlier in the year. At these levels, I'm no longer doing it because I think you spoke to it, the lack of of risk in a way, um, you know, a lack of risk for further downside. I mean, there's some there, don't don't get me wrong, but I think that uh, we feel, or it feels at least like we've seen a good portion of it, especially compared to the levels we saw end of last year. Being a contrarian, you know, I have been bearish, and I'm starting to feel like what, what, what you just discussed doesn't it feel like now things have changed? And the reason why I say being a contrarian, we're now hearing a lot of people talk about the risk. A lot of uh, investors saying now there's a recession. Everybody's calling for recession now. Maybe they should have been doing that three, six months ago before you know stocks got crushed. So I'm there with you. I, I, I don't necessarily think it's a bad idea start playing at these levels, even if it goes down lower and, and, and markets come back. Do you feel that same contrarian thing? Isn't it amazing how a couple weeks here, people uh, in, in general, it just seems like they've gotten a lot more bearish, and that actually is a bullish symbol or signal for me. Your thoughts? Yeah, I, I agree with you completely. I was actually going to bring that up. So sent- sentiment is a big gauge for us as far as uh, you know, contrarianism. Sentiment right now, in my opinion, is the worst I've seen it since 2009. Okay, and that's when the, that's, that's you know, March of 2009 is when the, the uh, global financial crisis bottomed in the stock market. I feel like it's not quite that level, but it, it's, it's getting towards that level. And so when you feel it that way, when you're in a cab and the cabbie's like, man, what do I got to do? Uh, you know, how, how bad is this going to get? You know, or I have, uh, you know, friends of mine, man, we're definitely in a recession. You know, they, you know these are people that, that either they're day traders or they're not traders at all, and they're just freaking out because their stocks are down 50, 60, 70 percent. Um, you know, when you, when you start hearing things like that, 
that to me is is a great contrarian indicator. So that's that's what the market has going for it. Um, you know, on the other ha- side of it, though, is I don't feel panic. Okay, so when when you have negative sentiment and you have panic market vo- volatility levels, that's just textbook bottoms. Okay, textbook bottoms. The re- what makes this not a textbook one is that I don't feel the panic selling that that you'd usually do feel at the, at bottom. So, you know, the COVID bottom which was such a quick one, but that had that had both of them. It was easy to call. We called it at MJP Cat. We called it to the day on on uh, on Twitter. My Twitter handle is Mike Pell 10 uh, M-I-K-E-P-A-L, the number 10. Uh, and, and you know, we talk about it all the time. You can go back to to those uh the, the uh end of March of of 2020, and we we literally, you know, in the April, we literally nailed the bottom uh, of that sell-off, and um, it was just easier to tell. This one is not as simple, and it, that's why I think we could have some more downside because it's not like a panic sell-off. But but sentiment is so bad, it's hard to believe we have a lot left. You know, I mean, five to ten percent maybe. Uh, but but I do think the risk reward levels are at, at a, such a point that you you got to start dipping your toes in on the long side because you know you've got names that are down eighty ninety percent in, in the in the really you know momo areas and 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 uh, so people are many of the people that got in this market and shouldn't have gotten in to begin with are now underwater. So now you, you may start seeing some, some more panic selling and forced selling, and, and that would be where we really could see a, a sustainable bottom. But yet, like I said, sentiment's so bad, and you hear it from a cab driver, from from your uh, waitress at the restaurant. And, you know, the, when, when those folks start talking, you know, negative, it it's really is, is a time to start thinking about, hey, maybe we're getting cl- close to a low here. It's funny you mention that because on the top side of things uh, of markets, I always use those conversations. And often they, they um, on the top side, you know, the famous thing, President Kennedy's father, Joe Kennedy, you know, one of the things that he sold right before the, the 1929 crash. And he always said that when he went to get his his shoe shine, the shoe shine boys we're all talking about the stocks they wanted to buy, and he knew that was the top, and he got out right before the crash. And that's been a, a an example that we often have talked about, even on this podcast. It's amazing the kind of information you can get from talking to a cab driver, getting your shoes shine, talking to people who may may not be professional. Uh, and that's market- the key, right? Because yeah. they, they don't have the emotional wherewithal to see through the fog and and so and it's nothing against those folks they're they're not doing this for a living right so so you want to hear the ones that don't have the the uh, the ability to take the emotion out of it you want to hear them talking and what they're talking is generally what is about to change and go the other way and it's it's um, opposite it's almost opposite uh it's almost opposite of how they see things go ahead Yep. So, so you bring up Joe Kennedy, and obviously a brilliant, brilliant investor, and and not maybe not a lot of the listeners know a lot about his investment side. Certainly, they know about his son, but um, you know, and and the family. But yeah, he he did in fact sell right before the crash, and you know, you you have people that have that ability to do that because they listen to what you know to li- they listen to all the the chatter, and they're able to take 
the 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 negative indicators out of out of the chatter and realize when, when what to do with that information. So yeah, I do the same thing with me. It's more like I said, cabbies and and people in the service industry and things like that. That that they may be day traders and then they're talking their book. And certainly, man, a year ago and 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 I actually talked about. SPACs a year and a half ago about that this is going to end in tears, and it was because they, you know, I, I heard people talking about buying into a SPAC, and I'm like, how do you even know what a SPAC is? I mean, nothing again, but you know, this is a gentleman who's driven a cab for 20 years, and he's, he's thinking about investing in a SPAC, and I'm like, that's just that that scares me because those are very sophisticated investments that that the average investor uh, has to be very eyes wide open and very careful about things like that. Um, anyway, you know, so that was a, a contrary indicator as far as the SPAC market and then the IPO market. And it seems like SPAC and crypto first, and crypto and also crypto. came up in common first IPOs went second crypto altcoins went third. And then finally the rest of the market rolled over this last six months. So it was, you know, it basically kind of textbook way, the way it played out and now you've got so many people as bag holders and, you know, in, in names that are just not going to come back, at least not to the level where they can get the, all their money back. So, you know, what are these people going to do? Will they cause the panic selling and finally just get out? Or maybe they'll, maybe they'll hang in there. But I, I do think that we've seen the worst. And, and it's just because, like, like you had said and, and I'm saying, you just hear too much negative sentiment right now. Things are bad, but they're not as bad as what people are are talking about. Oh no, I agree. I'm wrong. I, and, I, and, I, and, and these folks are right, and there's there's a massive recession coming down the the pike. But I, I don't think that's what's going to happen here. And uh, you know, I don't think the Fed, you know I'm long treasures right now, and the reason is because I don't think the Fed is going to be able to raise rates as as high as they they claim they're going to um, because of these this weakness uh, in the economy. But I do not think we're going to have a massive recession. So if we don't, this is a good good time to buy stocks. If we do and I'm wrong, well, we're going to dump another 10 to 15% in the S&P, and it, it's still, it's still in the long term, will end up being a, a good place. I mean, it's, it's all right. Like I said, NASDAQ's dropped 30% in the last six months. Um, have we seen worse drawdowns? Yeah. But when, it, when, when, when you take 30% off, a, off an index like the NASDAQ, you got to at least be looking on the buy side a little bit here because some of these names are, are just are just super cheap. Yeah, and nobody's going to call the bottom, um, and and trying to do so is, is always a fruitless thing unless you're extremely lucky. You know, it's funny. Just real quick, back to the conversation. So yes. You don't hear those conversations. Hey, what altcoin should I jump in now? Hey, have you seen Coinbase? And that's encouraging because I'm not hearing that. But then there, you did make an excellent point. I am not also hearing the same level of pain that yeah. have that we've seen in other situations in the past in down markets. So that does make me a little reluctant to think that we are at the bottom. The other factor in this, you know, um, everybody on the Gaines podcast, if you're a regular listener, you know, we, we talk about the Dow theory all the time. It is still bearish. And that was the thing that gave us, you know, gave me the indication to start shorting the market, triple bag shorting the market and that worked for a while. Yes, there is some downside. The bear, uh, Dow theory is still bearish. But again, when you start getting to the, the bottom, 
shorting it outright can be dangerous too. And that's what I'm doing now. Built up a little dry powder and starting to to dip in names, names that are kind of high. High flyers in the past that have been beaten down. One that I talk about all the time is Coinbase, ticker C-O-I-N. Poshmark, ticker P-O-S-H. Those are just two that, you know, I'm just full disclosure dipping. But I'm with you. There could be a, a little further downside. But I think it feels like we've gotten through the worst of it. And like I said at the beginning, being a contrarian, I'm not having those same conversations that we had six, eight months ago about crypto and high flyers so shifting we kind of we got a sense of where you're seeing the market and and what are you doing about it where are you dipping what areas of growth are you looking at and then we'll talk uh we'll talk weed here in just a bit okay so yeah i I would have brought up cannabis uh as an area of growth but but uh we we now have just established positions in in uh google and facebook we think even though there's weakness in, in, in ad revenues, we, we believe that this is a time when the strongest uh, of, of, the, of, of the social media and, and, and uh, search engine uh, companies are going are gonna to be able to survive this and come out at the other end of it in, in a great uh, strategic position with probably greater share. So we like Facebook. Uh, we like Google. And one thing um, I want to add, uh, you know, Mike, uh, full disclosure, just so you know, if you didn't hear the noon business hour this week, Mike suggested Facebook, aka Meta, as one of the stock picks. So he's he's giving you what one of the uh, picks that uh, he actually shared with our audience on the show as well. Continue, Mike. Yeah, we. Whenever I, I'm talking with you, Andy, it's I'm telling you my biggest convictions. Meaning, I put I'm putting my money where my my mouth is. These are positions that I have on that are some of our biggest ones in our portfolio. And then recently, actually yesterday, we took a long position in Treasury. So uh, first time I've owned Treasuries in, I can't even remember, at least 10 years. Um, and I just think that a risk-reward here at, you know, the 10-year close to 3%, I just don't believe that the Fed is going to be able to do the the, the, the um, rate hikes that are baked into the, the, the numbers. And if I'm right, you know, Treasury should rally, you know, 10 to 20 percent from here over the rest of this year. And uh, it also is a pretty good hedge against my longs in the stock market because, you know, before, up until um, – you know, the last couple of months, it really wasn't a great hedge because it, bonds and stocks were started started moving in the same direction. Rates would go down and stocks would go up because rates were going down. And now we finally got to a point where that that's now 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 it's basically bonds are are becoming a risk off trade. So if I want to hedge my my longs, I, I, I love having some treasuries at this point. So uh, they're boring, but I'm telling you, when 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 you you know when when you have a day like today, you know they they were up two percent today um, in a down tape, and and that, that saved my portfolio to be honest with you. So we we like that. We we do like some some growth names that I gave you. Um, and, and, and that's basically where we're at right now. We got to take a quick break. We will talk crypto when we get back. Hey, be sure to subscribe, follow, and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts if that's an option for you. And as always, subscribe and turn on those notifications so you know when a new Gains episode drops. We'll be back with Michael Palumbo right after the break. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All right, we're back with Michael Palumbo, founder of MJP Capital and author of the book, Calculated Risk, here in Chicago. So, Mike, the next question I have for you is, is crypto dead? That's another uh, area that we've talked about in the past. Totally beaten down, especially the altcoins. But we've even talked about Bitcoin, the gold of crypto, and Ethereum, uh, you know, the backbone of NFTs. They've been hit as well. Uh, is crypto dead? Any interest there? Your thoughts on crypto, maybe even NFTs? We've played crypto for long term. So I'm not day trading or any, I don't day trade anything, but I mean, I don't, I don't short term trade um, crypto like a lot of folks do because it's not our strong, strong suit. We're investors and we're, we have time horizons of, 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 you know, well over a year. Um, there are times when I'll put a trade on and take it off in a few months, but it, it really would have had to gone my way in such a dramatic fashion for me to do something like that. Usually I'm looking out a year or two. So, so Bitcoin we don't have. We have Ethereum. We've had it, you know, for, what, about five years now. So, you know, we're, we're certainly looking at, you know, large gains and, um, I don't have any desire to take it off because I do think that the two big guys are here to stay and that they eventually will start moving up again with the, with the market. But right now, until this tech sell-off is over, it's hard to imagine that Bitcoin or Ethereum or any of the coins are going to have a sustainable rally until that, that, that they, they, they can get rid of the rest of whatever froth there is in the marketplace. I think most of it's gone, and we've said this about talked about sentiment. But Bitcoin certainly could still trade down in the mid twenty thousands. People are that are calling for it to go to eight thousand. I think are nuts. Uh, um, I, I'd be a huge buyer anywhere near ten. I don't think it sees it again. Uh, so, so you know, I do think that that you know, if you if you like the boring big uh, uh, coins like Bitcoin and Ethereum, right now would not be a bad 
time to start accumulating them again, knowing that it's probably not over the sell-off if if Nasdaq is going to continue to go down. So they're 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 correlated and they're going to be correlated for a while, uh, even though they're saying that Bitcoin is, is a digital gold, and I, I do believe it is. It has a huge tech component to it, so it's a little different than the way gold re- reacts to things. Um, so, like I said, we have Ethereum. We have not added to the position yet, but you know, we, we look at it as a long-term hold. And I, you know, I'm looking at at Bitcoin. I'm, I'm kind of waiting for maybe one more one more sell-off uh, it, to get to get any kind of position in, on in Bitcoin. But I, I just think that in the long term. Both these coins are are great buys. The altcoins a whole different story. We, we talked about that last time I was on the show. Um, you know, I just I've never been a, a believer in them. Okay, now that's cost me money on the upside. Um, there's some that have, have obviously just exploded, and now they've come back down to earth. I just don't trust any of them, and I don't have the bandwidth to 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 do the homework that I need to. To, to to take big positions in, in, in altcoins. So I'm I'm staying away. It doesn't mean that, that you can't make money in them on the long side or the short side, although most of them you can't short. So that's a scary thing to begin with. I, I don't want to even get into that. But if you can't short something, you wonder really what it could be actually worth. You know, shorting a, 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 a stock is, is a, a very important part of price discovery. And if you can't do that, then you're then you're really you know you're setting something up to, for being very overvalued. And and the thing that we've discovered about crypto is it's not a different asset class. For a lot of times they were like, oh well, crypto is a completely different asset class. Right now, crypto went right along with those high growth names. Yeah. And yep. um, but what I can say, and I'm pretty confident in saying this, on Tuesday, May twenty fourth, twenty twenty two. I would bet the house that by this date, say May 24th, 2030, Bitcoin is higher than it is now. That's a pretty safe bet. In fact, you could probably make the case that just looking how cryptos move and over time, and it may even go a lot lower than than it is even right now. But, you know, and I'm saying this on Tuesday, May 24th, 2022, <laughs> that this time, time in 2030... You're going to have Bitcoin is going to be over 100 grand. You mark my word. In fact, I'll bring this tape up when 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 we do hit 100 grand and I think it'll be a lot sooner than 2030. But that's my point. I mean, it's coming down with uh you know, and grant I'm talking Bitcoin, not Doge or altcoins or anything like that. Bitcoin, I I, I would put Ethereum in that class, but you know, I think you like me see crypto does have a crypto blockchain all of this does have a big place in the future and i think it's fair to say that this isn't going to be worthless like some have called for it right no doubt about it like i said the calls for eight thousand in bitcoin that's not going to happen um those two i'm confident uh, like you that you know you even look two to three years out um they're highly likely to be higher than they are now and so that's why you would accumulate them like in a down market it's so hard to to accumulate stocks because generally the first month or two that you do it it's in your face but that's exactly what happened that's when the best buys happen is that at the initial reaction the price reaction it goes against you but you just just hold hold the line Maybe if you have more cash, maybe you accumulate a little more and then, you know, wait for 
wait for sentiment and, and the turnaround to happen. And, and it will. It will. It's just, like you said, timing, timing a down market to get a bottom, it just no one can do that with any kind of ability. I mean, Warren Buffett doesn't try to do it. If he doesn't try to do it, why should anybody else? So, you know, you can't time the bottom. All you can do is realize when things are for sale. And when things are for sale, you should be buying them. And that's just it. And I think Bitcoin and Ethereum are for sale right now. And that's why um, I, would, I would suggest that folks, folks dip their, their toes in. But again, not for a month scalp, okay? If, if you're looking for a scalp, this is a really hard market to trade, okay? In fact, if you're looking for a scalp, it's probably easier to trade it from the short side because that's what's been winning. Um, and that's the momentum. But, but if you're looking for a long-term investment, this, this, this sell-off is, is basically a sale for you. And, and so it actually makes things more attractive, not less attractive, that the fact that prices have come down. So, you know, I think that Bitcoin and Ethereum are here to stay, and I'm with you on, 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 on being pretty confident that, ev- that even a couple years out, uh, they're going to be higher than they are right now. And then in our final kind of space we're talking about today is cannabis marijuana, a space that you know a lot about um, and very familiar with the industry and the players. And the one thing that we've talked about in the past so the Gaines listeners know, you're very familiar with marijuana cannabis in Illinois, and you also like uh, the business here domestically. So I'll let you kind of kick off with that. Yeah, well, at the beginning of the year, we, we, we had said we're, we're, we're bullish cannabis stocks. Um, you know, with the caveat that if nothing gets done on on the federal level uh, as far as legislation, and if interest rates uh, spike, causing um, consumers uh, with because of inflation, um, causing the consumer to get weaker, those are the two things that we were worried about. Unfortunately, both those things happened. So we haven't had any legislation, and then inflation that just ticked up. It exploded. So, so the, the industry has been hit by that double whammy. And so prices are down. Um, but, but the good news is, is that in my opinion, it really can't get any, any worse. Now the price action could get a little worse, but, but as far as the news and, and, and what the next catalysts are going to be, it's hard to believe the cat next catalysts are going to be on to the downside. The catalyst of, as far as uh, reform banking, banking bill uh, for cannabis reform, um, that, that the consumer starts to get stronger again. Um, those types of things are all positives and, and none of them are baked into the pricing right now. So you get any move, especially in Washington. And, 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 and just so you know, my, my friends who are lobbyists in the cannabis industry are saying that nothing will get done before the election. So, and the market knows that. So, so know that it's, it's highly unlikely you're going to see anything before November, but it's coming. Uh, you have you have public uh, public sentiment on your side. Sixty five percent of Americans want some some form of cannabis legalization, whether it's the medical side or the, the full recreational side. So you have public sentiment on that side. If 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 lawmakers want to represent their their constituents, then they they need to make. Uh, cannabis reform, and so that's why we believe it's going to happen. It's just timing when it when it will, and when, and 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 the mark and, and the stock market for the, the these these public companies will turn around much before this happens. So you want to be long this this sector before 
any anything gets leaked that, of legislation getting uh, getting passed because it'll already start taking off to the upside. So I would I, I, I like the industry. I know it's been it's been wrong so far this year, but I do think that that um, you know again we're looking at a longer time frame out two to three years. Out two to three years, these stocks are going to be higher. Um, and it's going to be higher because we're going to have some legislation. We're going to, and they're going to take away some of the ridiculous taxation uh, policies they have at the federal level. I mean, cannabis is still scheduled as a Schedule One narcotic, and that's the same as heroin. I mean, that's not going to stay. They take it off of that, and all of a sudden, the ta- the taxation situation for for cannabis companies changed dramatically. There's a there's a tax code called 280E, and that basically it, it causes these cannabis stocks that, that have great EBITDA numbers. In other words, before taxation numbers on earnings, but they pay it all out in taxes because of these really ridiculous uh, tax laws they have that are just for cannabis com- companies. That's going to go away eventually. And when it does, these stocks are, are, are going to be looked at as ridiculously cheap. The problem is right now their cash flows are not great because they're paying everything out in taxes. But but the ones that can weather the storm, and there are some great ones out there. Um, and share share with fine. us share with us some of those great ones with tickers. There's also a domestic cannabis ETF that I know that uh, you like, and I may you may even have a sleeper, a, a, a multi bagger that could explode. Uh, share with the Gaines audience what we're talking about. Okay, so the so the ETF is MSOS. That that's the name. That that just is pure U.S. cannabis, and I and I I like it because you want to stay away from, you know, the Canadian companies because they're nowhere near as profitable and they have nowhere near the, the size market that that the U.S. stocks have. So if you want to just play the sector as a whole and you're an ETF uh, believer, then it's just MSOS. Okay. Now you want to get into individual names. There's a few local names. Uh, one one would be Green Thumb, and that's G T B I F, and that, that's that's a a, a a stock that has has a multi-state operator, but they're huge in Illinois. We like that name. Every one of these names is is down on the year because the entire industry is down on the year. But we 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 think that's a good one. Um, I personally, now, in full disclosure, um, we one of our biggest holdings that we have in our whole portfolio at the home office is a private cannabis company. So folks out there can't buy it, but it's Pharmacan and, and it's it's another huge multi-state operator, but it's not public. So, you know, but I do believe we're going to go public in the next year. That'll give investors a chance to get in on that name. But if you want to stay with I just want to, you know, fully disclose where my holdings are. Well, fair uh, enough. So folks fair enough. Know that. But, you know, and they also know, hey, I'm I'm a, a a pretty big holder of that name. We have a, a large percentage of, of the company, so we we know what the industry is doing and, and what the headwinds and tailwinds are for, for the industry as a whole. Just because it's one of our biggest, you know, our biggest holdings. Another pr- uh, public company that that folks can buy right now would be Cresco, and that's C R L B F, and that's another Illinois-based. Uh, Cannabis company. So between Pharmacan, which is the private company, and Cresco and Green Thumb, those are three of the top ten or twelve cannabis companies in the world. Are are all based here in Illinois? It's pretty crazy that that's the case. And then so, you have one for us, Gaines Degenerates. You know, a degenerate like myself, even in down markets, even I've been 
scalping on AMC. So, I mean, for the degenerates, the real, uh, you know, a, a real bagger and a risk, but uh, something to look at. I, I know you have one for us. Okay. Well, if, if you want me to give you a truly risky one that I'm, I'm not telling you that it's, it's got the most pristine balance sheet or the, you know, the stock that is, 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 uh, is for, if, if you have, you know, if you have heart trouble, I would not, I would not, I would not be playing this name, but, um, I could give you, I could give you two. One is super risky. It's MedMen, And that's, let me make sure I get this. It's MMNFF. So, uh, that's Mary, Mary, Nancy, Frank, Frank. That's a nine cent stock, okay? But this, if you if you live out in California, you're very well aware of MedMen because they're huge out there. They just got themselves in a really bad position debt wise, and so they were circling the drain, and now they're trying to trying to trying to turn things around. That's a type of thing where you know you got to realize whatever you're risking money wise, you could lose it all, okay? So that that's a name that I, I like as far as you know, you're talking about on the riskiest side of things. I am not saying go do go buy that stock. I'm saying if you are a degenerate uh, gambler and want to take the biggest risk in this sector with the biggest upside that could go up a 10 bagger or 20 bagger in a year easily, it's it's that stock. Okay, so that that's 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 what you'd ask me. That's what you. That's that's what I'm giving you. I'll give that's, you one more. That's got Gaines Nation written all over it. There we know go. it's a degenerate stock. Uh, you right. know, this is no different than uh, throwing uh, throwing some money on the NBA Finals. Yeah, you just yeah. blow and it all. One other one I'll say is Sundial yeah. Growers, which is S N D L. It's another uh, another name. It's 38 cent stock. Um, another name that that could be a five to ten bagger if they if they play their their cards right and uh, and get out of out of the uh, the debt situation there. The problem with these names that are trading under a buck is almost every one of them has very very you know they have tough balance sheets right now you know and so things have to go their way to get out of it. But you know what you, you risk reward man. I mean if you're gonna if you're gonna take a chance if you if you're looking for a ten bagger you're not gonna get a ten bagger from a, a company with a pristine balance sheet <laughs> that just doesn't happen you know right. so so you have to take that kind of risk so I gave you two that that for sure are, are names that that could explode to the upside if 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 they play their cards right and they're able to get through these next this next year or two uh, where where and then they can clean up their balance sheet so those would be the two I I, I prefer to stay with the names that I believe in long term but yeah there those are those are two de- degenerate names for gains listeners that that are willing to take the risk and have the stomach to handle it and and again it's no different than uh throwing money on the ball game you know and you could easily just lose it as much as as getting uh, gains out of it. Um, and, you know, Mike, as we wrap up today's gains podcast, we've covered a lot of ground here, talked about markets and growth and crypto and, and cannabis stocks. Um, what's your takeaway from today? What do you want to leave uh, our, our, our gains listeners with? The biggest thing is that realize that the most risk on any asset class is when the prices are at its highest. Okay, and that's that's a time when people get get comfortable and think it's less risky. So the biggest risk we had was was six months ago. So now that things have come down 20 percent and 30 percent in the Nasdaq, we're actually at a lower risk period than we were back then. 
So this is the time to be getting long asset classes, getting long you know, tech stocks, get, getting long uh, names you really like, because they're on sale now, and their PE multiples make much more sense. So this is where you dip your toes. But again, in a down cycle like we're in, realize that first month or two, even maybe that first year, could be a down year for that trade if it's on the long side. Um, but you're looking you know, you're looking longer term than that, okay? Um, if, you're, if you are a shorter-term trader, you have to be a momentum-style type trader, and, and then, that, then it brings in shorting some names or buying some dips, and, and, and you know, your time horizon is, is a few days. So there's a big difference. You're, if you're a long-term player, I think you have to, be, you have to lean long here. But if you're, if you're a short-term momentum player, you could play this market either way now because I think we're going to be volatile in a trading range over the next uh, few months as the data comes out on whether we're in a recession or not. And uh, so that'll, that, that should give you an opportunity as a day trader to make money on both the long and short side. So that, those are the things I think to take away from today. All right. Big thanks to Michael Palumbo, founder of MJP Capital here in Chicago, author of the book, Calculated Risk. Uh, any final plugs you want to leave us, uh, Mike? Yeah, I just had the opportunity to be the master of ceremonies at uh, Illinois Institute of Technology's uh, Stewart School of Business uh, uh, commencement. And I'm now the chairman of the board of advisors for Stewart School. It was where I went for undergrad. I'm so proud of, of first of all, and honored to be the chairman of the board of, of the business school, but also just super excited about our future. And I just wanted to say that Illinois Tech, if you're looking for a business degree with a technology background, there's no place you could go better than Illinois Tech. And, and I love the school. That's why I got involved. And now they, they have now made me chairman of our board. And I'm, I'm super proud to be that. And, and, and I think our future as a, as a university has is, is never been better. So if you're looking for a business degree with technology background, there is no school in the Midwest that's any better than Illinois Tech. And folks, look, look into it. Look, and if you have kids that are of that age, make sure you help them look into it because it's a great school. Outstanding. And then one other thing I'm going to throw in there, Mike mentioned this earlier, but he is active on Twitter. And again, that handle is at MikePal10, and that's M-I-K-E-Pal, P-A-L, and then it's 10. So at MikePal10 is his Twitter account. Hey, be sure to subscribe, follow, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I've been told that's podcast gold and then as always subscribe and turn on those notifications so you know when a new gains episode drops we drop gains episodes on wednesday and friday morning and we will be back on friday i look forward to seeing you then a news radio wbbm podcast powered by odyssey we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 